0: Okay, Jeff Cooper here with the Time Machine Show. We're here with uh, Carolyn Ahrens. Did I say it right this time?
1: You sure did. (laughs) did. Hi. Good to see you,
0: Jeff. Yes, good to have you on the show. And uh, we're going to get right to it here. Um, What age did you show an interest in music?
1: Oh, man. Now we're get, we're, we'll we go way back. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> back to the I, uh,
1: It's way back, yeah, because my, my mom used to tell me that bef- before. As soon as I could learn how to talk, I was singing, and what I was saying wouldn't make sense, but it would rhyme. Right. So yeah, it was way way back in the beginning. And then you know, I begged for piano lessons as a little kid, and then when I was about ten, my dad brought home a guitar, this orange gut string guitar, and said, "Hey, do you want to learn to play guitar with me?" And I said, "Yeah." And as soon as I had the guitar, then I I started finding songs. So. I think the first complete song I wrote was when I was about 10 and mm-hmm. it was for uh, Mother's Day and it was a big, big hit in the house. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was a, a, quite a shy kid, so I found music really quite early on, especially songwriting as a way to have a voice.
0: That's great. So that's how it started for you, uh, writing songs. I know <clears throat> you later wrote songs uh, for Benson Records. How did that come about? Like, did you say, I'm going to send some songs in and see what they say. Did somebody hear some songs?
1: Yeah, what happened was that the summer before my senior year of college, <clears throat> so I was I was in school. I wasn't taking music. I thought, you know, that uh, I loved music, but I thought the idea of having a career in music seemed really implausible and, you know, would be something that would happen to an extraordinary person. I didn't see myself mm. that way. Mm. But, um, my, again, my mom, uh, who was a uh, a big fan from the beginning um she said hey i heard about this thing uh in the rocky mountains this annual christian music conference yeah. some of the listeners may remember that yeah. and um yeah and and she said let's go there'll be concerts every night and and you can go to classes and and so i said all right so so we went and at that conference I did work up the courage to play some demos for a publishing panel. Mm-hmm. And they, I wasn't even singing on the demos because I was an, an alto in a uh. Sandy Patty world back then. And <laughs> and I didn't think I had the right kind of voice. But but I would gotten a soprano to, to sing the demos for me. Yeah. And in, in playing those for a panel, uh, I, uh, you know, Anybody who's been through one of these panels, you you play the song and they kind of shred it apart. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that happened at this panel. But afterwards, a few of them said, you know, we actually hear potential here. And one woman in particular, a woman named Andrea from Benson, gave me her card and said, hey, why don't you keep in touch? And I did all through my senior year. And then uh, as soon as I graduated, she said, hey, would – would you like to become a staff songwriter for, for Benson? And uh, I thought about it for, you know, about a nanosecond and said, yeah, I think <laughs> I would. So that's how it got going.
0: That's terrific. Uh, when did you start performing?
1: Well, again, I I I grew up in this little church that um, was amazing in that the pastor there, went, probably from about the time that I was about 12, the pastor saw something in in my songwriting and he would call me and he would say, I'm preaching on this on Sunday. Can you write me a song to go, go with it? And so that was kind of my songwriting school. Uh, so I was sort of performing a little bit all the way along, but I was really shy and had uh, stage fright. So
0: hmm.
1: when I first signed uh, my first publishing deal, I thought, well, this is perfect because i you know I can write songs for yeah. other artists, and mm-hmm. I don't have to put myself out there,
0: yeah.
1: but uh a couple things happened. one was that i I started to learn that the most personal songs were the most universal, you know the ones yeah. that came cool. from the deepest part of my life, and yeah. then those started to be harder to you know yeah. it felt weird to give some of those away, yeah. And uh, and then some other things happened. Uh, some things God was doing in my life to uh, help me move into a different kind of space with um, with performing. And uh, do you have time for me to tell you a little story about I that?
0: Absolutely, do go for it. Yes.
1: Okay. Well, the the a couple I can't remember if it was one year or two years after that first time I went to the Christian Artist Seminar mm-hmm. in Colorado, mm-hmm. um, I got married right after that. Signed with Benson. And then I got asked to come back to the seminar, but this time as a signed songwriter. So, I got to sit on the other side of the desk on the panels, yeah. which was, you know, really fun. <laughs> yeah. So, um, my husband and I went. And one afternoon, uh, and I was still in this phase where I was, like, very happy to be a songwriter for other people, but yeah. I didn't I didn't want to put myself out there and perform. Yeah. And... Um, one afternoon, I had some downtime during the conference. And so I snuck into a, uh, like a performance coaching kind of stagecraft session by a guy named Tom Jackson, mm-hmm. who is still doing this yes. for people. He's yes. great. Yes. And, um, and yeah, so I'm listening to him and he's saying, you know, performers think that when somebody comes to a concert, that it's all about the lights or, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, or, mm-hmm. you know. The, what the performer's wearing or their range or whatever. And he said, you know, all that stuff matters, but it's not what they're really there for. They're really there uh, to make a connection and yeah. to feel loved, yes. you know? Yeah. And I thought, hey, yeah, I think that's right. Every concert that's really meant something to me, I've had that sensation that yeah. the singer was singing straight to me, that's right? That's right, yep. Right. So then Tom said, so anytime you find yourself on a on a platform – you're calling at that time what what is what is being asked of you is to love your audience well yeah and then he said the thing that that quite honestly changed my life not just as a performer but as a human being he said that the your job is to love and the enemy of love is self-consciousness mm. and i realized as this really shy person that self-consciousness had been keep keeping me from loving people well and all kinds of You know, just when you're walking down the street, like I hate that awkward thing where you're walking down the street and someone else is coming the other way, and you're like, when when should I wave? Because if I wave too early, right? And um, and you know, or in the checkout at the grocery store, not being great at small talk, but letting that self consciousness keep me from seeing the cashier and Mm. loving the people in my path. Well, so I thought, man, this is this is a word for me. Yeah. So right after that, I came back home to Vancouver, yeah. and I did have this little concert booked at uh, a little listening room in Vancouver, and I was uh, getting ready to go out. I was in the green room, and I felt sick like I always did from yeah. stage fright. Mm-hmm. Why Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. And then I remembered what Tom had said, and I prayed, a, a simple prayer, and I just said, tonight, Lord, let me not be self-conscious. In fact, let it not be about me at all. Yeah. Let me Let me just love these people. And, you know, very seldom in life do you get uh, a a, a switch flipped uh, this quickly. But in this particular case, I walked out on that stage. Yeah. I was suddenly not worried about if I was going to say something stupid or hit a bad note. (laughs) I was fascinated by the people in the room. You know, why were they in this room Mm -hmm. on a rainy Thursday night in Vancouver? What did they need? What were they looking for? And I had an absolute blast. Yeah. Uh singing songs for them and really from that day forward uh i have i have loved um performing so that's that's when it started to change for me and then within a couple years i had signed uh, a record deal to do my own uh recordings
0: awesome you won well i'm aware of this contest anyone from vancouver would know what the seeds albums were all about and you won a place on there you want to tell us a little bit about that and where is that in the timeline
1: Oh, yeah. So that is probably, it's, now, oh yes, only you would have this. Yes, this I would have that, it. yes. Yeah, so there was a, <laughs> there still is a rock station here in Vancouver yep. called 99.3 um, yep. The Fox. Yes, The and, Fox uh, they, Rocks. That's right. <laughs> and they, they had this kind of local band uh, contest. And yeah. it was probably during the time that I was already signed with benson as a songwriter but before i was signed to do my own records yeah yeah. and uh yeah they just had sort of a battle of the bands Mm -hmm. thing and we ended up uh placing in that and uh and recording a a song for the yeah they did like a compilation cd of of all the winners of that man that is a that's way back in the archives i'll have
0: to look up that album see is is it the year nickelback was on there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't
1: think so, no, no, not, that, not that I can Probably recall.
0: later than that, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so um, what do we go here? Uh, what, what song was on that album, do you remember?
1: I think it was a song called No Trespassing, okay. which was about, man, I had written it in my fourth year of university. I was taking a, a course called Interdisciplinary Studies, which was, uh, we were looking at uh, how how somebody develops a worldview. Yeah. I was at a uh, Trini Western, when, which you know is a, yeah. a Christian liberal arts university. Yes. yes. And uh, and they were talking about secular humanism and isolationism, the fact that we we feel like we shouldn't get in each other's uh, business, and and so the song No Trespassing was about. was kind of a, a social commentary about uh, you know leaving people to drown because mm-hmm. no trespassing is allowed kind of thing. So yeah. it was, uh, you know, out of those college years. Yeah.
0: Well, if you have an MP3 of that, you'll have to send it to me so we can use it because we probably <laughs> will put it on this show. <laughs>
1: I'll see if I can find it and okay. I, and see if I can stand listening to it. I know. Mr. Bill you
0: know. is, he's great at finding <laughs> these songs. We had Trace Balin on and he found an old song she did with Freddie Fender. So wow. uh, he's pretty That's good cool. at finding these Obscure songs, so he may be able to find it too. <laughs> nineteen ninety-five, your first album, I can hear you, and yep. uh, we played it quite a bit. Uh, you wrote all the songs with some help in in some of them, um, mm-hmm. which you either yeah either re- wrote or co-wrote. Uh, landed on the top of the Christian charts, nineteen ninety-six, and Rich Mullins was on that album, uh, playing hammered dulcimer. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. The song "Seize the Day."
1: Yeah, well, uh, so the song "Seize the Day." Rich didn't play on that song. Okay. He played on a song called "The Power of Love." Got it. Um, and and my first tour was actually opening for Rich, which yes. was uh, you know a gift I'll be forever grateful for. Yes. Uh, but "Seize the Day" was a song. Uh, Gosh, my husband and I got married in the summer of '89, mm-hmm. and on our honeymoon, we saw the movie *Dead Poets Society*. Oh yeah, uh, you know, which quotes yeah. the ca- the Cavalier poets: "Gather your <laughs> your rosebuds while you may." You know, "Carpe diem." Yeah, and uh, I remember seeing that movie and thinking, you know, part of this is so right. Life life is so short. We we really do want to make the most of it, but then part of it is so wrong because mm-hmm. uh, it's not that it's not that we want to make the most of life because once we die, we're no. food for worms. Right. It, it's all over. Is yeah, that right. we want to make the most of it because what what we do, if it counts for God's Amen. economy, will count for all of eternity. Amen to that. And, uh, yeah, so I, I started working on Seize the Day way back in 89, uh, and yeah. originally it had about, you know, 14 verses, and uh, <laughs> I, 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 eventually I had to get it cut down, and yeah, yeah and it ended up been on that first album yeah
0: you should do the extended mix of that because <laughs> if a,
1: i could remember it's yeah, a great
0: tune yeah. great song of classic um yeah we really love that one um so let me go here yeah, you've uh, won some awards to make a note of. Uh, the Juno Awards in Canada, it's the Grammys of Canada. People in the States that are listening probably have no idea what the Juno Awards are, but we sure do. <laughs> uh, and the Dove Awards they do know about. So tell us, what was that like winning awards for you? Uh, every Christian artist has their own opinion of the awards. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, and I should clarify, I've been yeah. nominated for Junos. I've okay. actually won a Juno oh, okay. and I I have won some devil. That's works.
0: why we asked the questions. And, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah.
1: Um, but you know, I I've always tried to just hold them loosely. I yeah. I think um it definitely feels great when your peers say, hey, you're on the right track. Yeah, You know, this is good. Uh, so it's it's a nice little boost when when you win something, but of course it's by no means the be-all or end-all yeah. or, or a reliable gauge of meaningful work. There's uh, lots of people who are doing incredible work yes. who have never gotten that kind of recognition. So I think yeah. it's, um, uh, n- you know... To, uh, to refuse to accept them or something would be, would also be making too much of them. You know, yeah. I think you, you receive them for what they are and yeah. a nice, uh, a nice encouragement. And, um, and really those award shows, the best thing about them is they're a chance to see your friends. That's what I think. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And maybe even a chance to perform so people can see you perform that may not otherwise and yeah. give you another yeah. platform. Right.
1: One yeah. of my favorite memories yeah. is, uh, uh, Playing at the Dove Awards, the the year the year that we were up for New Artist of the Year, yeah, lot, lost to Jars of Clay. Quite, oh, how quite did happily. that happen? Yeah, yeah, they were having quite a year. Um, um.
0: But
1: but uh, the uh, the Dove Awards used to be held at uh, uh, where the Grand Old Opry was right, held, yeah. and so the crew there for the show the night that we played on the Doves uh, was the Grand Old Opry crew, and we had an accordion player with us. Uh, to play seize the day, and he and this, this uh, you know very large, very southern, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, grand old Opry crew member walks up to our accordion player and yeah. says, "Put the accordion down Uh-oh. and back away slowly." <laughs> you know, as if it was a, a weapon in a robbery. Yeah. We, we've always remembered that. Oh, that's <laughs> <It's
0: great>. funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Artist of Year in '96.
1: Is that correct? Um, I <clears throat> for uh I can't recall no I don't think I ever won artist of the year I've won I've won yeah. uh for covenants right. and some of the some of the Canadian awards I yes. think we we're up for new artists we won mm-hmm. uh, one for international Artist yeah. of the year and uh and even before that um country song of the year when really? I was still writing for other people yeah, yeah with yeah. my friend uh, Connie Harrington and I had written a song for an artist awesome. so
0: yeah anyone we know yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to remember his yeah. name now. This is this is where the passage of time, I think it was John Michael Murphy. Does that well, sound right?
0: Yeah. No. And what song hmm. would it have been? Do you remember that?
1: It was called uh, either Love Will or okay. Love Does. Well, we'll look, we'll
0: look that up and maybe <laughs> play them both. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Yeah. And you have a great story about uh, your second album, Feel Free, uh, a well-loved book Um uh, Inspired a lot of it, uh, Dr. Seuss is that correct? all <laughs> uh, the places you'll go! I work yeah. in school, so that's uh, that I, I. I know that we've read that to children many times.
1: It's such a great book. A yeah. lot of people end up giving it. Uh, to kids when they graduate yes, and stuff too. Exactly. Yeah. Grade seven yes.
0: grad, grade 12 grad. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's, it's a great book. And yeah, I think uh, I don't remember exactly how it happened. I used to get teased a lot about being the Dr. Seuss of Christian songwriting because I oh. really like rhymes. Yes. I really enjoy rhymes. Yes. Um, but I was one of my favorite co writers. Uh, I mentioned her already, Connie mm-hmm. Harrington yes. in Nashville. Uh, we were working on the song, Do What You Do, and I think we just had a good read through all oh, the places you'll go before we started uh, writing that tune, and it kind of made its way into the DNA of the song.
0: Oh, that's great. Um, 1998, uh, a sad year, but a great year for you. Uh, Rich Mullins passed on to glory, yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, you had your first child as well. Yeah. This really affected your songwriting and your life. Do you want to tell us about that?
1: yeah I think Rich was the first kind of friend or family member I lost really out of season yeah you know that we wanted a lot more years with you bet. with rich oh yeah yeah and um and when he when he passed away I was expecting my first child and I was sad I hadn't gotten a chance to tell Rich yet that I was expecting uh. uh Ben but um yeah I don't know I think there was a deepening. Um, through that process as yeah. as there is whenever there is loss. And um, a couple of things happened. I, the The record that I ended up writing mm-hmm. was uh, very much working through these kind of um, – you know, when, when life starts to have higher stakes, both yes. in terms of losses and gains. You know, the, yeah. the birth of my first child, now there's this being that – has incredibly raised the stakes in yeah. terms of what you care about in the world, and um, so yeah. So the so the album, uh, which was called This Much I Understand, yep. uh, was a chance to just um, gr- grieve and celebrate yes. and um, talk with God about uh, these kind of big big movements in life, and then and then also I ended up writing just kind of a short piece for the. Uh, for reunion for the record label mm-hmm. uh, about that yeah. l- that time in my life. and, and, um, and that short written pre- piece, that short prose yeah. uh, led to uh, writing a book, yes. you know being approached to write a book. so it kinda, kind of kind um, of I think deepened and widened uh, what God was calling me to yeah. in that
0: season. And I like the title of the book is it called the Living the Questions: Making Sense of the Mess and the Mystery of Life?
1: Well, yeah, that was the original title and yeah. it's still my favorite title. It was yeah. it was later re re released yeah. as Wrestling with Angels. Like so it. I so, love it. Yeah. Yeah. But Living the Questions, yeah, from a poem by Rilke that yeah. uh that's what we're called to do is is live the questions and, and uh not be too impatient yeah. for the answers.
0: Yeah. Available on your website.
1: It is, good. yeah. There you go. Yep.
0: Good as your music as well. That's uh, right. Good. So I will give people information about that. What was it like? Uh, did you tour with Rich much or did a couple of concerts? I know you and Ashley Cleveland uh, did a few shows with him.
1: Yeah, so uh, back to my first album, yes. uh, uh, one of the reasons I signed with Re- Reunion Records was because Rich was on Reunion yeah. and uh, Rich had always, you know, I, I hadn't known him, but I had just loved his work, loved his quirkiness, his yeah. freshness, yeah. you know, yeah. how how different he was. Yeah. And um, and so that was why I signed with Reunion, and then they worked it out for him to come play on on a song on the album. And yeah. then the next thing I knew, I got asked, uh, hey, would you like to come out as an opening act for, for Rich and Ashley Cleveland on Rich's Brothers Keepers tour? Great. So, So that was, uh, I think we did 63 shows mm-hmm. uh, across about 10 weeks. So yeah. it was a very intense, uh, fun schedule. But, man, looking back on it, um what what a way to begin, you know, yeah. to, to be apprenticed by Richie it was so so different, you know. I yes. learned later that that normally when you're when you're opening for somebody, there's a natural hierarchy that just makes sense. Right. Where you get, mm-hmm. you know, you get less lights and less sound yeah. because you know they want the show to build, and and that's yeah. understandable. The
0: bigger drum sets in behind the curtains, waiting. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? you know,
1: yeah. And you're you're mostly just helping people find their seats, and yeah. you know that's that, as it should be. But with Rich, I mean, he just was having none of that you know My he made God. sure that even me as this nobody had ever heard of before had full lights full sound he knew that it would be hard for me to get the audience attention so he would come out every night get their attention and ask them to listen to me and uh, in that way and a million other ways you know he was such a mentor and yeah. example to me so I'm really really grateful for those 10 weeks and I knew him about a year and a half before he uh,
0: mm-hmm. he died
1: in a car accident so I'm very grateful for that time yeah.
0: And Ashley Cleveland, uh, how much involvement have you had with her? She spoke of you um, last year when I spoke to her. Uh, Your name came up, so...
1: Oh, that's fun. Yeah, she, I love Ashley. Yeah, she's, I was our, kind of,
0: she's one of our favorites. I won't say favorite yeah. now because you're one of them too. But <laughs> anyway, she's one of our favorites for sure. Man,
1: Yeah, she is legit. Yes. She is fantastic. So yeah, I was kind of in awe of her that whole tour. Yeah. Uh, she had uh, some young kids out with her. Uh, I Just recently I came across some photos mm-hmm. um her son Henry, I think he was about four on that tour, oh, yeah. and uh, I used to do this thing where I would take a picture of the audience every night. This was before cell phones, yes. You we know, had to go and, had big... and, and develop a
0: film. <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh, one night Henry got my camera and came out during the encore and took pictures of everybody on stage, and and uh, I have those pictures and they're so funny because you you can see what we looked like to a four-year-old you know we're all these giants with these uh, giant instruments but uh anyway yeah. i have followed ashley's career every once in a while we yeah. have uh, occasion to be in touch and i'm just yeah. i'm just a huge
0: fan Yeah, that's good well when you talk to her again tell her you've talked to me <laughs> i will yeah have Ooh. you seen her have uh docu- have you seen her documentary yet i haven't oh, have you seen it yeah, yes i have it's just yeah. amazing I'll wow. uh, I'll send you a link to it. <laughs> it's, please, it is please, so good. yeah, so good. I'd love to see it's it. on Vimeo, I believe, but I'll send you a link. So that okay, you can... anyways, Thank you. and people listening can also look that up as well. Excellent. Okay. it's called uh, something about black sheep. That's right. right. What's the... Yeah, yeah, the same as her uh, book. She has a book okay. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So check it out, everyone. Everybody, check it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're a true artist. You say your music is like you're. You feel like you're painting and adding layers and. Uh, Put a lot of your life into it, and um, music and, and uh, is for you is not just all um, what you say, praise the Lord, hallelujah. It's about real life events and how things and how we can be real in the world as Christians.
1: Yeah. I mean, there, sh- there certainly is a place for amen Absolutely. and hallelujah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the Psalms are our guide there. Yes. You know, it, it always is striking to me when you read through the Psalms, you know, how much yes. complaining and negotiating and yeah. just real, real life is in there. So yeah, I, I think, you know, I have a, a deep on respect for people who are good at writing songs for corporate worship. Yes. Uh, and always wished I was better at, at that. But Mm -hmm. so far that's not really my gifting. My gifting is more kind of that singer songwriter, um, uh, interact with the world and, you know, try to tell it like I, I see it and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We all have our place and we're all, you know, different parts of the body of Christ. That's great. Yeah. Um, You've played Cornerstone. I'm in awe. Uh, two or three times.
1: Couple, I think twice. Yeah. yeah. What do you
0: remember about yeah. Cornerstone? Oh
1: man, it <laughs> it it was great. The second yeah. time I was pregnant, so I don't remember oh, as much about the second time. Yeah. Uh, but no, I I uh, yeah. yeah, I mean it was kind of everything that that you picture and and hope for, yeah. and kind of dirty and mucky yeah. and wonderful and real, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. real yeah. and um, you know, legends playing in, in every tent. And, uh, yeah, it was, I'm so glad I got to do that. That's
0: great. Do you have any memorable gigs, any funny, um, events that happened to you? Anything that stands out that you could tell us about?
1: Hmm. That's a great question. I'm like drawing a blank, but I know there's got to be a gazillion. I, um... They're mostly awful, I think, oh, it, as far
0: people, as... <laughs> people turning the power off, or...
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, like, early on, yeah. absolutely. I remember very early on, um, we got asked, so before a record deal, uh, my band got asked to play at this Mennonite Bible camp, Uh-oh. and you'll know where, like, yep. out in, yep. like, Abbotsford or Chilliwack, yep. you're, you're local, so you'll know what it is. Oh, mean. yes. And... Um, and when we got there, we realized it was a situation where there was a, a, you know, a, a handful of young people trying to jazz up. It was like a, a fundraiser for this camp. Yeah. And there was a handful of young people trying to make the event more young people friendly. Yeah. But 95% of the participants were older folks Uh-oh. who really distrusted any kind of contemporary music Uh-oh. at all. <laughs> so it was they put, and to make things worse they put us in this uh kind of metal barn oh. where where it, where the sound was bouncing around you know it was like yeah. performing in a tin can and my yeah. my uh, my husband Mark was trying to do the sound he had the faders all the way down I think our our drummer was playing <laughs> with pencils you know to try to keep it quiet and, <laughs> oh, no. and we just eventually we just switched to just doing all praise choruses yeah. and track and and the people Hated it so much yeah. that it was pouring rain out. They all stood outside the barn uh-uh. in the rain rather than coming inside. Oh my. And it, it sort of culminated with this man running in and saying, For the love of God, yeah. in the name of everything yeah. sacred, shut it off,
0: shut it off. <laughs> so
1: that, yeah, an odd gig like that was not uh, not so good for the ego. But, keeps you humble. Um, but,
0: yeah. For, yeah, for sure. yeah it
1: keeps you humble. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you prefer recording or playing live?
1: Ah it's a great question I, I think I've always thought of uh, the music part of my life in kind of three movements, which is writing and then recording and then playing live yeah and I I not to cop out, but I I really like that, that there are those three movements yes. and that you keep moving through them. So I uh, the the writing phase, usually there's an initial, part where nothing's coming and then it's very frustrating and i think i'm never going to write another song again yeah. and and then often there'll be like a, a spurt a rush where there's several songs at once and yeah. i don't know if there's anything that beats that yeah. uh, elation i remember talking to uh steve bell you know yes, steve bell but yeah. uh, about you know when you get a song for about the next 2 days you feel invincible you know yes. you're just so grateful and yep. thankful and um so that phase is really fun, and yeah. then I actually love going into the studio yeah. i I feel like um you know, like a coal miner with a with a light on my helmet mm-hmm. and I'm going through and I'm peeling back the junk and I'm yeah. uh, finding the gold and it's just so much fun. Yeah. so I, I love being in the studio and then. And then the reward of all that work is to go in and um, sing the songs for people and see how they're intersecting with their lives. You know, you really never know if you have a good song till the first time you play it for an audience, you know, a live audience. Um, And often then, you know, before you even get to the end of the song, there's something... Before anybody's applauded or anything, there's something about that exchange yeah. um, from a from a performer to to an audience and back again yeah. that's really, really profound and really special. So I, it's a cop out, but I really like all three parts yeah. of the of the process. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's great. Um, you're still performing. What do you have coming up in the near future?
1: Yeah, so these days I do much less than I used to. Yeah. I, I actually work full-time now for a ministry called Renovari, which mm-hmm. is a, a Christian spiritual formation ministry in the U.S. Yes. That I adore. Yeah. They had been, uh, resources that Renovari had put out have been really helpful to me through my entire life. So it's really neat to be working with them now. hmm And I use music with that a lot. I oversee something called the Renovar Institute, and I lead worship there and use music there. And so music is woven in there. But I still um, still do the odd uh, concert uh, as uh, when the right thing comes up with the right timing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm trying to think. You know, a lot of these things end up being more private kind of events. if this runs before the end of March, I'm doing a combined kind of speaking and singing thing in Florida. If folks are listening, Florida, listeners
0: out there for sure.
1: Stuart, Florida. Mm -hmm. I'll be there. And, um, uh, yeah, I'd have to, I, you know, for years, I've had to look at my own website to know what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when my family asks I, me, I, I say, "Oh, I don't know, go to yeah. Um But uh, yeah, that's the best place to see, but yeah, we pop up here, here and there and, um, uh, and love to, love to see people. And it's really, really fun to run into people that, you know, uh, I've been doing this for so long, that yeah. you know, sometimes I meet fully grown adults who say, Oh yeah, yep your music was playing in the delivery room when i was
0: born oh <laughs> yeah it's incredible so yeah That's but it.
1: yeah keep an eye on carolineairs.com Absolutely. We'll, we'll post anything yeah. Public there. yeah i'll you put know.
0: your uh, link on our website as well um thanks what uh challenges you've talked a little bit about uh, the the day camp or the camp uh experience i've experienced that as well with the bands before um <clears throat> I might even have played that same, that same camp. <laughs> We're having flashbacks. <laughs> it sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, what challenges? other okay, People expect a certain thing from a Christian band. Uh, have you come across that? That they, this is what we want you to do? Or have you had like free reign? We trust you. We want you. Just come and uh, do it.
1: You know, different different things in different seasons yeah. uh when i when i was first starting out um i think renew was pretty good about artistic freedom yeah. probably probably the the bigger challenge for me was just once i had a family yeah. not being able to keep up the touring schedule yeah. you know that made sense uh, for a record label so once we had our our second baby that's when i went independent and i could you know um just go out a couple times a yeah. month and, you know, that sort of thing. But, I mean, there, there's challenges all the way along, but yeah. I would say that they're more internal, yeah, you know, yeah. in terms of um, uh, continuing to do this work uh, for God's glory, to tell mm-hmm. the truth, yeah. to try to make a, a contribution Um uh, you know, being, we were talking about awards earlier. Mm-hmm. Being being popular is great, be because it tells you you've made a connection with people. But if you're not careful, it can mess with your head and reorder your priorities. Yeah. So for sure, just uh, they're really more. They've really been more spiritual formation challenges yeah. than industry challenges. I mean, the industry challenges are there if you look for them. There's, there's, there's been things I haven't loved or you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, ways you know especially um after after leaving the record label you know sometimes your work gets used in ways they forget to tell you about Mm. or Mm -hmm. um you know that sort of thing um it's just it's just kind of part of the deal yeah i was going to ask
0: you how you balance family career and your spiritual life but it sounds like you really do and um, you've kind of answered that um it's a challenge but you have. to, Oh right?
1: yeah, well, and I have to. I mean, you'd really have to ask Mark, my my husband, that, yeah. and you might get a different answer about <laughs> about the balance. I mean, well, he's, he
0: probably wants he, to we, see you more than he does, or something, right?
1: Well, yeah, and I mean, when our, we're at a stage now where where it's getting much easier because our yeah. kids are young adults now, yeah. but. When they were little, I mean, there were a couple times w- where we had to have what Mark calls come to Jesus talks, right. you know, where we went, okay, wait, yeah. somehow inadvertently we said yes to too many things yes. and, and it's costing the family too yeah. much. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, one thing I'm learn I have to learn over and over again about balance is that balance the best image for me of achieving balance is a tight rope walker walking on the wire hmm. constantly having to make adjustments with that pole thing they yes, hold, you know yes. to keep from falling one way one side or the other it's not like a serene state of homeostasis it's an active constant corrections listening to the spirit listening to the people in your life making adjustments yeah. and um, so it's been you know a long a long journey of that of constantly adjusting Getting it, be, you know, more right sometimes than other rights. Yeah. at Other times, um, and you know, fortunately, my family has had a lot of grace for me, and and we still love each other and like each other. So it's it seems to be working out okay. Well, that's
0: awesome. Uh, I believe you. You do podcasts as well, do you not? You've or
1: yeah, sometimes. <clears throat> so at, at, at Renovari, one yeah. of the things that uh, I oversee, I mentioned the Renovari yeah. Institute, and then I also. Um, oversee the Renovari book club. We've right. got a couple thousand people in that club. And so I do podcasts for that. And then I'm often a guest on the um, general Renovari podcast. So yeah, That's here great. and there I get to do it. It's yeah. fun. Well,
0: we'll definitely yeah. have to have you on here a few times. Um, I was going to ask you, what advice would you give to a new artist or a person starting out uh, wants to do what you're doing or have done? Uh, what, what It's different now. Things are so much different in the music Uh, I don't like to use the word industry, but that's the word Uh, in music. Now, what would you tell somebody now starting up?
1: You know, it is so vastly different. So I always feel a bit lame when a a young talented person asks me for advice because, you know, when I was starting out, there were definitely gatekeepers yes, and not that many of them. So you could identify them, um, see if they, you know, believed in what you were doing and you kind of went from there. There was a clear path. Um, And now, I mean, it's, it's been in one sense, totally democratized, which is great. You know, anyone Mm -hmm. with internet access can get their music out there. Uh, But in another way, it's infinitely more challenging because there's, because anyone can do it. So it's very hard to, you know, rise above the, just the level of, of noise of everyone uh, contributing. So I, I, it, I all I know to say is to flourish where you're planted. Mm-hmm. Say you know, especially when you're starting out, say yes to every opportunity yeah. you can possibly say yes yeah. to. You know, to sort of find who you are, figure out what God seems to be calling you to, what He's fitted you for, where you're effective, and um, you know, if it's if it's meant to be edifying for more than your immediate circle, mm-hmm. it's kind of a one thing leads to another. Yeah. Uh, kind of thing. But you, you know, the, um, it will cost you. Yeah. <laughs> it will yeah. cost you. you. You have to, you know, you have to, um, most young people I know now who are getting some traction, you know, it's a couple of years or more in a van, uh, <laughs> house concert to yep. house concert. Yep. You know, there's very little of the sort of glamour that we might think of when we first think of a career in music. So mm-hmm. you have to feel called to it and you have to be patient and you have to, uh, just say yes every chance you yeah, get, and, like and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: and God will take care of everything else because you're out there. You're putting yourself out there, and uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Do you have any uh, closing comments or final words for people?
1: Oh man, that's, a,
0: that's an open question. <laughs> a fun,
1: yeah, yeah. I think, I think you know the fact that you're listening to this interview right now probably means that you care about God, you care about art, you care about uh, making some meaning out of this life that you've been given, and I just think that's really encouraging, and I would say to anyone listening that God is crazier about us, I think, than we can begin to imagine, and... um, That he's making overtures to us in the music we listen to, in the conversations that we have, um, in every possible way. And so I just want to encourage you just to be listening and leaning in and becoming more and more aware of how incredibly loved you are by the God of the universe.
0: Well said. Thank you so much, Carolyn. Uh, It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, I just can't wait to get this on the air. So thank you so much. And God bless you.
1: Thank you, Jeff. This has been a lot of fun.